I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. As uh, we get ready for what is going to be an exciting weekend here in town, the NHL All Star festivities, the Pro Bowl festivities, and of course, betting on the Super Bowl. Figuring out which props we want to bet on. And not just the MVP. Not just the touchdown scorers, not just the passing props. I'm talking exotics. It's one of the most fun things about the Super Bowl is anywhere that you could find the exotic props. And we went over a couple of them yesterday. I can bring back some of them here and talk about the fun ones that we like. National anthems, always a hot-button issue. Last year, it did get leaked when somebody did record from outside the stadium and put it on Twitter like an idiot. Ruined it for everybody. Um, Two years ago, I was able to get some fun uh, early info. So that was always – that was fun. Um, But that's always a cool thing to do. You could do it whether it's an offshore or – with your friends and your family while you're watching the game. You put together a little prop sheet of the exotics for the game. Like, how about the color of the Gatorade that is poured on the winning coach? Earlier this week, our very own Stormy Buonantoni actually had a breakdown of the liquid that gets poured on the winning coach and who you might be best suited to throw your money on. And just let me update you the odds real quick. We have the favorite is orange. Second favorite, blue. Third favorite, yellow, lime, green. Then clear liquid, then red or pink, then purple. So who should you bet on for the Liquid that gets poured on the winning coach. Here was Stormy earlier this week on VSIN. I promised you all, the wonderful people, that I would do a little workup on a Super Bowl prop bet that has gained some steam in recent years. And let's call this Stormy does the research so you don't have to. Which color Gatorade will be poured on the Super Bowl 56 winning coach? We've got some of the odds boards up for you from uh, an online book so far. Orange, plus 210, current favorite. That has been dumped on the Super Bowl winning coach five times over the last 12 years, most recently in Kansas City, 2019. Yellow, also an occasional winner, sitting there at plus 350. That one popped up last. 
Super Bowl 52 on Eagles coach Doug Peterson. Clear actually holds the record for the most consecutive years being poured on a winning coach. It's happened four straight years on two different occasions. Super Bowls 27 through 30 and 39 through 42. But they're suffering the second longest drought to red, which tell me why red has never been used. Fruit punch is like one of the most popular colors purchased in the country. They're plus 500 along with purple as your longest shots. Blue's been the winner two of the last three years, which included with the Bucks last year cashing at plus 650, a real long shot. Another little note, though, team colors might be a negative trait. So if you think, hey, I like the Bengals to win this game, I want to bet on orange, or see if blue for L.A. goes three for four as a longer shot, maybe not so fast. Since 2001, the color of Gatorade for the Super Bowl winning teams has only matched a main color scheme three times. Yellow was used on Mike Tomlin last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick got doused in blue twice. So... This is the information I know you people need. For as much like data as I'm giving you right now, though the real strategy is there is no strategy unless you got an inside man, but it's a very fun item to bet and it'll be available at more books, I'm sure, very soon as we get set for the big game. That was our very own Stormy Buon and Tony earlier talking about the color of the Gatorade for the winning coach. Now, how do we get the inside man? That's the thing. How do we get the inside man? Doesn't Weingarten's brother work for the Rams? Can't we call Jason, see if we can find out what the Rams have been doing? Really, there's a way to do this, and, and it's to go back and try and look at game film and see if you can spy what color the players are drinking on the sidelines. It's not like they magically change for the Super Bowl. You know, if the team is drinking Blue Gatorade all season long, they're probably drinking Blue Gatorade in the Super Bowl. If they're drinking water, they're drinking water. So if you have the time and have the means, go back and watch some games and try and see if you can find some clips of some players on the sidelines and see what they're drinking. And that'll be the color of the uh, liquid that is poured on the winning coach. If I were to place a bet right now, I'd take my shot at the 7-1 to one for clear water. That's what I would do. It's a nice payout, and it's very realistic. Uh, I would take a shot at clear water. Although some you know, people would say not the best uh, thing for rehydration because you don't get the electrolytes or things like that that they want for athletic performance, which is why you're seeing you know, the Gatorades and the other things, the other type of electrolyte drinks um, on the sidelines. So maybe that's why clear has had this little drought. So if I had to pick a color... I'd probably go for the bigger payout, and the bigger payout would be betting blue rather than betting orange. Uh, that is just one of the fun exotics for the Super Bowl. The other one, I always like this. Who will the MVP thank first? Will they thank their teammates? Will they thank religion? So, like, you know, God or whatever religious thing they do. Will they thank their family? Or the city slash fans. Now, this is an interesting bet because the city slash fans is the longest odds to, 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 to win this. But if the Rams win, could the MVP, before thanking teammates and their family and everything, you know, stop? the broadcast and say, 
oh, look at all these great fans. We played in our home stadium and great support and all that stuff. So maybe just be the only reason I say that is because we have a team like last year playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. If the Rams win, the MVP could actually thank the city slash fans before anything else. You know, like, and, and, and it could just be as simple as, first off, first off, let's give it up for all these fans. Hey, uh, well, thank you. You know, I got to thank my coaches. I got to thank my teammates. Did a great job. But just saying that little line about the fans, that wins you. And that's the longest odds right now of who the MVP will thank. Uh, this is always, uh, here's, speaking of the, um, the, the, the Gatorade poured on the coach. Who pours the Gatorade on the coach? An offensive player, a defensive player, or both? I would go offensive player because it's usually the offensive lineman, right? Like those would be the guys that, the, you know, the big guys that would carry the jug and pour it over the coach. Although if you're think, you have to think about who the coach is and who the players are on that team. Like if it's the... Rams winning, like the who's got the relation? Like would Odell grab it and pour it on McVay? Um, would you know Andrew Whitworth do it, uh, for, or would it be Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald and Von Miller together. Obviously, it also depends who's on the field. Like you know, if the offense is on the field or the defense is on the field, then who's pouring the Gatorade matters. How how do you think the game's going to play out? Game script has a lot to do with the prop bets. How you think the game is going to play out is how you're going to bet on Super Bowl MVP, how you're going to bet on, you know, defensive props, offensive props, not just the exotics. Like, how do you think the game is going to be played Would is going to dictate what you think is going to happen with these prop bets? For instance... Uh, field goal props, okay? The longest field goal over under 47 and a half yards. This is all about coaching and how do you think the game's going to play out? Is a team going to be stopped at around the 30-yard line where they have to attempt a 47-yard field goal? Will a team be stopped at the 35? And that's where you'll get the longer field goals. If you don't think any team is going to get stopped around the 30, well, then the field goal prop would go under. Plus the aggressiveness. Are these coaches going to go for it on fourth down? Will there be field goal attempts or will there be going for it on fourth down because it's fourth and short and the analytics tell you that's the right play. You know, both of these coaches are analytic-driven coaches, but it's also the Super Bowl. They're also It's also the youngest head coaching matchup in Super Bowl history, so maybe there's some hesitancy. Maybe there's a little caution, and these coaches play it careful, and they do attempt the field goals rather than going for it on fourth down. And I'll be honest, based on just Evan McPherson alone, and his success, especially in the postseason, I got to believe the Bengals are going to attempt a field goal over 47 and a half yards. So that would be one 
to play the over on. Over 47 and a half yards for the longest field goal made. That's at minus 110. The under is actually minus 125. So they the, the book thinks that it's going under. I say it's going to over. Uh, we'll talk about more of the exotics when it comes to the Super Bowl coming up. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. That is a look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Props are always a great way to look at the Super Bowl, especially when you don't really have a feel on the side, whether you want to lay the points with the Rams or take the points with the Bengals. The prop market, it can be a very profitable prop market, especially if you shop around. All the books have all the props out. Find the best odds on the prop that you like. And there could be some market inaccuracies when it comes to these lines, where one book has something at minus 130 and another book has it at plus 110. So find you can find those by just shopping around. Props is something that was discussed on Follow the Money uh, earlier here on VSIN with their guest, Westwood One analyst Ross Tucker. While I think they'll try to have a plan in place for Aaron Donald especially and Von Moe to a lesser extent, I do think Burrow's ability to improvise and use his legs more than people give him credit for is going to have to be a factor again. Okay, excellent. Uh, how many props? Give us a couple props that you like. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been killing it all postseason on this one. Quarterback rushing yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at in Stafford's rushing yards, Stafford, uh, it was like five and a half. That's one run. And Burrow, I think now they bumped him up to 11 and a half, but that's still what? Maybe one run, probably two. Yep. But I think these guys, I think the numbers, this is my opinion. You guys know more than I do, but my opinion is the numbers are based on their stats during the regular season. Well, for quarterbacks and rushing, it's the Super Bowl, bro. Like, <laughs> throw out all the things about protecting their body, throwing the ball away. Like, if there's yards to be had with their legs, they're going to get them. So I'm a fan, and it's been awesome all postseason, quarterback rushing yards on the over. Um, a couple receiving ones I'll give you. I'll go under on Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd. He's a Pennsylvania kid. I called all three of his state championship games in high school. But now his number's already been bet down, but it came out at DraftKings at like 43 and a half. Now I think it's 39 and a half. I, I mean, maybe, but he just hasn't produced like nope. that. Nope. It, Tyler Boyd has not been who Joe Burrow has been looking for. It's been Chase and it's been 
Higgins. Now, maybe they, they're factoring in Uzama might not play and Boyd will get – I don't know. Yeah. But I kind of like the Tyler Boyd under. And then I got to go with the Cooper Cup over. I know it's over 100 yards. I know it's scary. I know the Bengals will have a plan for him. But he's gone over 14 out of 20 games this year, guys. He's unstoppable. He's having the best receiver season I think I've ever seen. 14 out of 20, he's gone over. That is Stafford's guy when he's in trouble. I'll go over on Cooper Cup again. Okay. I don't blame you. Who do you think wins? Well, I think the Rams probably win the game, but I love the Bengals getting four and a half. I, I don't really understand the number. I mean, um, I think the Bengals are a very resilient team. I don't see the Rams really blowing them out. I don't see how that happens. Joe Burrow has totally changed the entire mindset of that franchise. These Bengals don't blink, guys. Yep. I mean, it was 21-3. Yep. And they come all the way back. You're going to give me four and a half? I think it's kind of a toss-up game. I, I Look, if it was – I'll lean to the Rams to win the game straight up, but four and a half. Honestly, three and a half or more – I love the Bengals getting three and a half more. Every playoff game has been a field goal game. What are, much, what are yeah. we even talking about at this yeah. point? That was Ross Tucker on with the guys on Follow the Money. And, uh, yeah, I love those quarterback rushing numbers. And Joe Burrow is at 11 and a half. And Matthew Stafford is at five and a half. And uh, I can definitely see both of those quarterbacks going over their rushing total. Uh, I found the odds for my favorite prop bet which is, will there be a successful two-point conversion? Uh, up on Caesars, they have it at plus 240 as the yes, minus 300 as the no. I am going to shop around, see if I can find better than plus 240 so I can place my yes bet on will there be a successful two-point conversion in the game. That is uh, one that I really, really enjoy, uh, and I will bet that yes, will there be a successful Two-point conversion. Uh, Other rushing props in the game. Uh, We talked about the quarterbacks like Ross Tucker brought up. Uh, We have Joe Burrow, 11.5. Matthew Stafford, 5.5. Cam Akers, 64.5. Joe Mixon, 63.5. And, And, hey, Jamar Chase is up there as well at 2.5. If you think he gets involved in the running game. As far as the uh, longest run, Cam Akers, 13 and a half. Joe Mixon, 13 and a half. Joe Burrow, nine and a half. If you think that one of those guys is going to have a long run. Uh, the most rushing yards in the game. Joe Mixon is your favorite at plus 110. Cam Akers is also plus 110. Sony Michelle is plus 750. And how about this one for a long shot, okay? Samaj P. Ryan, plus 3,000. And all that might take is just one run. Last week, Samaj P. Ryan took a screen pass 41 yards to the house. He had the one catch. For or he had three catches for 43 yards, but that one catch, 41 yards, took it to the house. It it might just take one carry, and he hasn't had a lot of carries <laughs> this season. 
all right? But it just takes one house call, and you're getting plus 3,000 on that. Same thing could be said about Chris Evans, the other backup running back. He's at 100 to 1. Uh, you have Daryl Henderson's at plus 750. Van Jefferson plus 3,500. Odell Beckham Jr., 3,500. Jamar Chase is at 3,500. So if somebody other than the starting running backs to have the most uh, rushing yards in the game, that very interesting. And haven't we seen that? Like, it was in, maybe it was the last, not the Chiefs game over the Bengals, but maybe it was the Chiefs-Bills game. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was the leading rusher. And Josh Allen was the leading rusher for the Bills. But he always is the leading rusher. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, we have seen games where it's not the starting running backs that have been the leading rushers for their team. Just saying. All it takes is one house call, and that player automatically jumps it to the top of the rushing stats. Uh, As far as the receivers, let's take a look at the receiving yards for this game. The top is Cooper Cup, 104 and a half. Jamar Chase, 79 and a half. You have Odell Beckham Jr., 63 and a half. T. Higgins, 69 and a half. Uh, Tyler Boyd is at 40 and a half. Van Jefferson, 31 and a half. For receptions, Cooper Cup is at eight and a half catches. Jamar Chase, five and a half catches. And that five and a half is at minus 150. Odell Beckham Jr., five and a half, but plus 120. For the longest reception, Cooper Cup is over under 28 and a half yards. Jamar Chase over under 26 and a half yards. Odell Beckham Jr., 23 and a half. T. Higgins, 24 and a half. Van Jefferson, 17 and a half. And Cam Akers, 9 and a half. Joe Mixon, 12 and a half. Joe Mixon's an interesting one. Because I have liked his receiving props every game that the Bengals have played. Every game I'm saying, Joe Mixon receiving prop, that's the way to go. And for the pretty much every game, he's right there. Like the game against the Chiefs, his number was 28 yards. He only had 27 receiving yards. But he went way over against the Titans when he had 51 yards. And he went over when his prop was at 21 and a half yards against the Raiders, and he had 28 yards. In those games, this this playoffs, 21-yard reception, 21-yard reception, 18-yard reception. I think he goes over his longest reception prop. Just takes a screen pass or a dump-off pass and gains about 15 to 20 yards. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's get more into the exotics. Yeah, talking about the halftime show coming up next year on VSIN. VEASAN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. 
you get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vsin.com slash madness to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. When it comes to the exotics betting on the Super Bowl, and a lot of the uh, offshore books do offer you know some crazy prop bets, including bets on the halftime show. Now, we know this is a star-studded event. Uh, has a California feel, obviously, with Snoop and Dre. Uh, but you got Snoop, Dre, Kendrick Lamar, L.A. as well. Mary J. Blige, Eminem. This is a star-studded halftime show. There are bets you can make on which is the first song. There are bets you can make on the outfits, the appearance of the performers, who is coming out first, and uh, how many songs are played. This is a topic that was discussed heavily on Follow the Money. It's, it's too tricky of a bet. Because I think there are three good options here. I think it's going to be Eminem by himself, Snoop Dogg by himself, or two or more at the same exact time. And then mm. if I, I watch that, I don't uh, know what they're going to. This is I don't know what they're going to do. How the to over under for total songs is ten and a half. They, they don't have enough. How do you, time. What's the set list? How do you with with these? I mean, some of the all time greats here. Oh, for sure. I mean, how do you decide what you're going to play? Who gets what? Who get? I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. How much time do we spend on this one? What about the other one over here? Will someone be smoking? It's four to one. Oh, that's that. I have to bet that. That's an autoplay. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 oh, four, it should oh, be minus Snoopy. four dollars. Oh, he loves the ganja. Snoop absolutely, loves it. he yeah, does. And absolutely. On, on purpose, he will be out there. Yeah. So does Dre. Dre Day. So yeah. Uh, and I watch. Have you seen that Pepsi commercial promoting this yet? Yes. There's a three minute and forty nine second video promoting this, and it is my the goosebumps. I mean, this is right in my wheelhouse. Growing up with all this kind of stuff, but. Um, so this, this is the order of, not that this has anything to do with it, but the, the prop here on which of the songs will be played first at halftime. The next episode is 3-1. to one. California Love plus 350. Well, come on. How is it not California Love? How do you not open with California Love? That's kind of my thinking, right? Yeah. Welcome to the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. So, Untouchable like Elliot Ness. All the lyrics. Oh, the song. Come, come on. on. Right, as, as soon beat. as you hear, as soon as, what do you do right? as soon as you hear that song? Come on, I dance. You, 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 that's that's number two for me. <laughs> I turn it up as loud as possible, <laughs> then you start dancing. I right? can move, baby. That's right. How do they not lead with that though? In Los Angeles, California, right. love. Here, here's the order of the Pepsi commercial. Again, not this. Not this has anything to do with what we're going to see at halftime. But it goes: Rap God, uh-huh. okay. next episode, Family Affair, Humble, Still Dre, and then California Love. They finished the commercial with California Love, so maybe they want to leave on a high note. I don't know. Some bands will open with their anthem or yeah. with their biggest song of all time. Tough call. Uh, but, uh, I mean, because I, to me, it's a no-brainer. They go California Love, but then they might want to close with a bang, too. I mean, that's, yeah, yep. that's a tough one. So, okay, if you listened to uh, watched our show last night, this is exactly what I said, that I envisioned California Love being the opening song. And you can get that at seven to two. 
And what I said, and Paulie Mitch, you guys are listening, this is, I have two thoughts on this, okay? If California loves the first song, it's not going to be the entire song. It's not even going to be half the song. They're going to open with the song's intro because the music is iconic. It gets everybody pumped up. Dre comes out and says the first line. Now, let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. And then you get a poof, and the music stops. And then maybe you'll get ding, 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 ding. You know, you'll get still Dre. You'll get something. Uh, you can get nothing but a G thing, whatever. I'm just saying you start with California Love, just the intro. He says, let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. And it goes poof. Then another song starts. And that's also where I think we're going to get the over 10 and a half songs played. Because I do believe that this will be a a very long montage of easily double-digit songs. And it's going to be very rare that we have an extended song. It's only going to be like one verse, if that. The other thing regarding California Love, and this is my other theory, is that they close the halftime show with California Love. And they play it in its entirety. Now, hear me out. When you're looking at the artists performing in this halftime show, Snoop, Dre, iconic L.A. artists. I mean, Dre is a hip-hop and tech mogul, right? You know, he... People growing up now know him more for Beats by Dre than anything else. But you have Dre and Snoop representing Compton, L.A., Inglewood, all that stuff right there where the stadium is. Eminem, because Eminem was kind of brought in by Dre and the next, like he was, Dre, you know, pushed him along and, and, kind of welcomed him in to the hip-hop world, and he became the biggest star out there. Mary J. Blige is arguably the biggest female hip-hop star of all time. The one that doesn't fit, and no disrespect, because he's he's very good, Kendrick Lamar. Just doesn't fit with this group. So why is he there? My theory, the Scott Seidenberg theory when it comes to this halftime show is Kendrick Lamar is a part of this show so that he can rap the Tupac verse of California Love. Unless we're getting a Pac hologram, you have Dre do his verse and then Kendrick Lamar does the Tupac part of California Love to close out the halftime show. And that's the only Kendrick Lamar you get in the halftime show is him performing the Tupac part at the end of California Love. And maybe all of the artists together are doing California Love to close out the show. Shake it, shake it, baby. That's what I think is going to happen. So they either open with it And Dre comes out, gives the first line, and then, boom, transition to another song. Or they close with it, 
and Kendrick does the Tupac part. And that's how they wrap up the halftime show. But I do believe we get over 10 and a half songs in this halftime show. I would say we're definitely getting uh, California Love. We're definitely going to get, you know, still Dre. Maybe, not going to get forget about Dre. Although, love that beat. You'll get still Dre. You'll get nothing but a G thing. You'll get, you know, Mary J. Blige will do probably. She's got to do real love, right? <laughs> I mean, she's got to. We, we want to hear it. Uh, so she might do Family Affair, Real Love. We'll get the two Dre songs. And we'll probably do, you know, uh, I mean, what are you going to do for Eminem? Lose yourself and what? You know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a newer song or something like Not Afraid. Like, he's not playing real Slim Shady, okay? <laughs> he's not, it's not, it's not who he's going to, that's not what he's playing. Uh, so this is going to be a fun show. We're definitely going to get, I think, over 10 and a half songs is what you're going to be featured. And uh, I think you do get Dre opening up the show, 13 to 4 odds as the first person that you see. And California Love's 7 to 2 first song. Or, like I said, it could be the last song. But I do think Dre is the first one that you see rather than two or more artists simultaneously. He's the one that's kind of driving this whole thing, producing this whole thing. It's, you know. He's the icon. Or you bring out Snoop Dogg. Maybe it's just Snoop going out there smoking and, and chilling by himself. Does his little crip walk or something. Just <laughs> That's how you start the show. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. Share your thoughts. At Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. At least that would be my vision if I was producing the halftime show this season. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Be sure to go to vsin.com. Find out all the ways you can watch and view us and follow us all on the network at vsin live. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, Bond tweets at me. This is the 30 year anniversary of the chronic. So you'll get uh, forget about Dre will be played because uh, I guess you'll have Eminem rapping old tracks and um, sure. And he likes my thoughts on uh, Lamar singing the Tupac verse. And yes, I know that Kendrick Lamar is from Compton and is on Dre's record label, all that stuff. Just, not in this group, you know? But hey, we got to throw in a name for the younger kitties, right? 
give someone, uh, you know, maybe they don't, uh, younger crowd, more familiar with Kendrick Lamar as opposed to familiar with uh, with the other artists that are performing. Although, how could you not be? The other thought I have is maybe Snoop comes out first and he opens up the show. Anyway, maybe we can get some insight. We got to know somebody at rehearsals, right? Between all of us here, we have to have some contacts with people in L.A. that are a part of this uh, show. Try to get some inside info. <laughs> I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. When it comes to the game, though, there's uh, a lot of fun props when it comes to um, the touchdowns, the how many touchdowns we're going to get, field goals, how many field goals we're going to get. Also, the longest touchdown. This is a fun one, too. You have the longest touchdown. Will it be a Rams play? That's at minus 160. Will it be a Bengals play? That's at plus 115. Uh, Yardage, 42 and a half. Longest touchdown. Shortest touchdown. This is an interesting one. One and a half. So, will there be a goal line touchdown, yes or no? The reason why this is such a dangerous bet on the no, or on the over, by the way, uh, the shortest touchdown over one and a half is even money. The under one and a half is minus 130. The reason why the over is a dangerous play is because all it takes is a pass interference in the end zone. And that ball is on the goal line, right? And it's on the one-yard line, and you're getting a short touchdown. If you don't, if you want to take the penalty out of the equation, then I would say go over and maybe one of these teams doesn't get stopped at the goal line. And we could have, uh, you know, the shortest touchdown being, you know, just regular yardage, regular short goal line yardage, not necessarily on exactly the goal line. But if there is a pass interference in the end zone, ball gets spotted at the one, and you're getting, you know, like a Matthew Stafford quarterback sneak or something like that. Longest touchdown's interesting at 42 and a half. With both of these offenses, you would certainly think that we could get it, right? You would certainly feel that there's going to be a long touchdown scored in this game. In the game against, in the AFC Championship game, Samaj P. Ryan had the 41-yard touchdown catch and run, Right? In the divisional round against Tennessee, there was um, a 33-yard pass for a touchdown. And in the first game, the divisional round against the Raiders, there was a, let's see, mm, nothing long, actually. So no long touchdowns there. As for the Rams in their games, in the NFC Championship game, Against the 49ers, what did we have here? We had nothing, right? The Cooper Cup was the longest touchdown. That was like 16. Or no, George Kittle was 16 yards. Okay, so 16 yards was the longest there. In the Bucks game, there was a 55-yard Mike Evans touchdown. There was also the Cooper Cup 70-yard touchdown. So two long touchdowns in that game. And then in the first uh, division uh, wildcard game against Arizona, there was no long touchdowns at all. So um, 
it's an interesting prop bet. Again, the line is set right now at 42 and a half for the longest touchdown of the game. Earlier on primetime action, Matt Brown was joined by our very own Adam Burke discussing this very prop. Longest touchdown set at 42 and a half yards. Adam, you had some good info on that one um, as we were going to break. Yeah, like I said, my, my good friend Ralph Michaels uh, mm. sent this over to me to help me out with it here. Longest touchdown has actually cashed the under in six of the last seven Super Bowls. Uh, we had a kick return touchdown a few years ago mm. that wound up cashing the longest touchdown. The two years with the longest, 82 and 87. But as I said, six of the last seven have gone under the longest touchdown number. And so we, we do look here, and you and I both think that it would, it would be in the best interest of Cincinnati to kind of play the Rams like they did the Chiefs in the second half, which is maybe only rush three, drop into eight, make Matthew Stafford kind of pick you apart. If that's the case, that plays right into the Rams not having a long touchdown because it would be the dink dunk down the field and all that. Well, we also assume, for one, the Rams are one of these most zone-heavy teams in the NFL as it is anyway. So they play a ton of zone as it is. And so that's their kind of like the that's kind of their bread and butter on the defensive side of the ball. But we also think that they would not be blitzing uh, Burrow a ton, him being the, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL against the blitz. And, of course, once you get in those one-on-one type situations with Chase, that's probably one uh, situations you don't want to be in. So you think they might even welcome and kind of invite you to do the little dink and dunk stuff down the field or whatever. So I actually do think that if I was playing that one, I would, I would no other way I would go except for the under. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, also too, you look, you look at the personnel in this game. I mean, who scores a long touchdown? Jamar Chase, yeah. maybe Cooper cup, I guess you maybe. could say. Yeah. But you know, they're going to, that's so typically on blown coverages, right? right? With Cooper cup. It's not like he's like burning guys. Like, you know, like, like chase can just, yeah, Ch- chase can go to the house on something like that. But uh, we've seen a couple of the long touchdowns from Cooper Cup, and it's just been blown coverages and, and things like that. Right, and and maybe Van Jefferson with mm-hmm. the speed. You know, if they take a deep shot, I, I theoretically, I guess you could say Odell, but yeah. you know, still, I, I he's become a lot more of a red zone option for them than kind of a deep threat. So I think as you start kind of crossing guys off here too, you know, I, I think it's very difficult to find a scenario where you get a lot of super explosive plays that could end up in the end zone. I just got to believe that there's going to be one exclusive explosive play. And, and yes, all of those guys can take it to the house, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr. We could have a kick return, a punt return that pushes this thing over. Or like look at last week, Samaje P. Ryan took a screen pass 41 yards to the house at the end of the first half against the Chiefs. Three, two more yards, and he hits this over, right? So um, it's interesting. I guess I would lean towards the under, but this is one that I don't, I, I don't have a play on because I think we can see it. I really do. Um, I would favor the Rams to have the longest touchdown over the Bengals, though. Rams are minus 160 to have the longest touchdown. Uh, shortest touchdown, I'd be very careful, careful about going under. Uh, how about the... Um, total touchdowns. Oh, this. Oh, I like this one. This is a fun one. The first touchdown of the game over under six and a half yards. I'm going to go over six and a half yards for the first touchdown of the game. And that is at minus 120 right now. Like, unless, unless you think that someone's going to methodically drive down the field, 
and get themselves within the five-yard line and then punch it in from the goal line, and that's going to be the first touchdown of the game. I think we're getting the first touchdown being on a play that is either from 10 to 15 yards out or maybe a 20-yard you know, team in the red zone, take a shot at the end zone, and they get it, something like that, or busted coverage, and we get a, uh, a longer play. But, yeah, that's what I would um, take a look at. Uh, both teams to score two touchdowns. The yes is minus 190. The no is plus 135. Both teams to score three touchdowns. The yes is plus 200. Uh, will uh, each team have a touchdown and a field goal? The yes is minus 230. And you have first to score, last to score. Uh, special teams or defensive touchdown? No is minus 300. The yes is plus 225. And then the team to score three unanswered times. Yes is minus 240. No is plus 195. That's a wrap. Uh, just a quick wrap on all of the props or ones that we picked out. But they're all available. And there's going to be uh, a lot more that we're going to break down leading up to the big game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We placed a couple of futures for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We'll check in on how we're doing coming up next here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 